What's up, everybody? Michael Gavin here with Jumpstart Sessions. So this one's going to be a special uh, one today. Uh, I wanted to release, I, 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 I from time to time do these lives inside a group called Full-Time Filmmaker. And if you'd like to check that out, um, I actually have an affiliate. You'll, you'll get a discount if you go to gebsftf.com, G-E-B-B-S-F-T-F.com. You can check the whole thing out, but you'll save a little money if you go to that link as well. And um and then from there, so I do lives in that group, and I did one the other day, and I was so fired up and so juiced up. It's one of the best ones I've actually ever done in the group. Got a lot of feedback. People are like, is this going to be a podcast or whatever? So I thought, you know what? I'm not going to do any editing to this. There's some – leave some likes and love and some different things. But as a whole, I, I stay right in flow and right in the content 95% of the time. And so I hope you enjoy this particular episode. Um, it's fire. <laughs> Boy, am I fired up today. So I've been having a lot of calls with people. I've been seeing different posts from, from people in the group and people saying things. I, I want to potentially do um, an interview with uh, one of the people I just saw post because I really want to get um, – I want people to understand what is the difference between holding them up from quitting their job, uh, making more money, doing these different things. And, you know, the more and more and more and more I dig in, the more and more it becomes clear, crystal, crystal clear. I got it back here. Clarity, confidence, and connection. That middle one is huge. Absolutely almost everything is confidence. The difference between winning and losing in business isn't another transition, isn't another camera, isn't another you know, tactic or trick or tip that, that essentially is what we get excited about. It's really what we get excited about. Here's the thing. Back in the day, I did same-day edits. I did same-day edit uh, for weddings, and I've done them for events and conferences, and the first one I ever did was in 2006. And so I did that one for free. I found a guy from the Philippines. If you can hear this, give me some likes and love and give me a comment just so that I know you can hear it. Um, I, I tested it, but to make sure we're good there. But I did this uh, same day edit, and I absolutely loved it. But here was a time when people didn't understand it. They didn't know what it was. And so if somebody had experienced the same day edit, then effectively they would want the same day edit, and they would get it, and they would understand it because they were there. They experienced it. But this was a new, different, unique thing that most people had never experienced. And so when I was talking to somebody, even if it was a referral from a bride who – the person that they referred was not at the wedding. So even though the bride said, oh my God, we had this guy come. He did a same day edit. It was absolutely amazing. You, you need a wedding video. This guy is great. You know, and I would talk to them. Now, my peers and everybody who I knew would tell me to do certain things, offer certain things. Now, this is a young 20-something-year-old, much like some of you who might not know what to offer, what to do. You probably have no self-worth and no self-confidence. And essentially, you do what I say about the subway thing. You're just like, oh, okay, that's what you'll do. And so you end up doing work that maybe or maybe not you're proud of. You know, it depends. But for me, what was happening was people would talk to me and the peers would say, you got to charge for the same day edit. You got to charge what you're worth. So I was trying to charge, I don't know, like $800. But here's what would happen when people didn't understand and they didn't know. I would get all sorts of variations of, well, why would we want that? That seems kind of stupid. Why would we show the video that day? 
Like, doesn't that kind of interrupt the reception? And well, wouldn't it be better if you had more than two hours? And there'd be all these different kind of excuses and different things that people would say. And my rebuttal with a complete lack of confidence would be, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Like, probably would be better if I had more than two hours to do it. And, and all these things, I was very kind of like, you know, I was discouraged and let down because I couldn't convince him. Again, if you're loving this, give some likes and love. I'm, I'm fired up today because I just, I can't take seeing another person who the one guy, if I read it right in the group has $500,000 in savings yet is talking about, and I haven't got to watch the whole video yet. So I got to watch the whole thing, but it seems like he has $500 saved up, $500,000 saved up yet is fearful to quit his job which means a lack of self-worth, a lack of self-confidence, a lack of trust in oneself and their ability to accomplish things, to achieve things, to earn money. That there is something biologically there right now. That doesn't mean they can't change, they can't evolve, but more than likely to change if you are at that place, no amount of money potentially will make you enough certain and safe and secure to quit. Because for me, that is an asinine amount of money to be needed to be able to quit a job. Now, I have no, there's nothing wrong with that. But that is a brain type. And that's one of the big things that I talk about a lot is personality and behavior and different types. And as I do these jumpstart sessions, I've been doing a lot of one-on-ones. You can go to jumpstartsessions.net. And the podcast is out now. I don't know. There's like 10 episodes out. But I can distinctly see a difference between dominant and very even confident people, extroverted type of people, because the introvert can be a chameleon and ex- act extroverted. But essentially what I've seen is, is the more confident person, the more driven, the more extroverted, they are tending to be more glass half full rather than glass half empty. So if for one reason or another you haven't built that confidence yet, then what's happening is you're afraid to reach out to people. You're afraid to network. You're afraid to pick up the phone. You're afraid to call. You're afraid to bother. There's all this being afraid of annoying people. And so inherently, you're potentially doing things in business that require you to potentially reach out and talk to people and interact and and do these things, but you're not yet willing to do them. And the people who are willing to do them, they're winning. They might not be confident yet, but they're at least taking those steps. And so the biggest difference between me going from booking and not booking same-day edits, meaning offering 10-plus videos for $3,500 but still not convincing someone to pay extra money for the same-day edit to literally only offering the same-day edit for the same amount of money, so having all these deliverables, being months behind, stressed out, going crazy, not excited about the work I was doing but wanting to do the same-day edit but not having confidence – I had the ability to be sick and tired of being sick and tired, talk to couples who said they hadn't watched anything but the same day edit, and have this eureka moment to say, you know what? I never got in business to be this stressed out, this unenjoyable, all these things. So you know what? I'm going to do things my way. I'm going to edit, shoot, dress, speak, pick out the songs, everything my way. I wasn't always, I'm going to share this with you real quick so you can see the person talking if you're new here. And if you're new, let me know, give some likes and love, but I'm going to share with you a video that the person you are seeing on camera at this moment in time of the people who have no clue on earth who I am and see, wow, well, God, of course, you have all this confidence and you have all this charisma and you have all this energy. Of course, people would want to, you know, hire you and you probably have an easier time than me. I don't have that. I want to show you the transition that I've made. 
In 10 years, I hope to uh, have a very successful business um, with my video production stuff. Um, as you can tell, I'm not the actor. <laughs> not at all. Um, I, I like to be behind the camera in front of this, you know, putting stuff together. An amazing 2011. I started with nothing, and um, I've just surrounded myself with really good people. And, you know, anything's possible. I'm kind of goofy and uh, kind of awkward in front of the camera, because, again, I like to be behind it. Hey everybody, it's Michael Gavin here, and I'm super excited to be with you on Wednesday. We're going to do this video in 60 seconds or less. Thank you very much. Just kidding. All right, let's go at it. So I am fired up. Find what you're passionate about, but keep trying. Even in my trying to find what lights me up, I keep failing. I keep doing things. I keep trying so I can find that thing. So here's the thing. I love sharing that video because you see two times when I was 18 and when I was, I guess, 24, I was still talking about, well... I really, I like being behind the camera instead of in front of the camera. And that person really lacked the confidence and certainty to believe in myself, believe in what I was doing. But when I had that ability to essentially make that shift, everything changed. But here's the thing. My quality of work didn't get better. Like, externally things did not look a lot different, but I started booking more. And then I don't know if uh, it showed up there at the end. Uh, In 10 years, I hope to uh, have a very still, uh, successful business. Uh, like, here's the end of this. These people here, Tony Robbins and, you know, Tim Ferriss and Lewis Howes and Richard Branson and Grant Cardone and these different people, these people, I booked them because there was a level of confidence and certainty that I had. And what I found through the next one I have here, I was just with a buddy of mine I've known for years. He's generated north of $15 million since he's been in business. He's the same age as me. He's almost 33 years old. And he's spending about $4,000 a day in his business right now. And confidence and certainty are one of the absolute main traits that is allowing him. In fact, he doesn't even profit most days, but he's so confident and certain in his abilities and his skill set in the follow-up. He understands the whole thing. He understands marketing really well, but it's the confidence and certainty. Like it's so important because we see people and, and, and the thing that gets misled in, 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 the, in the groups and things is we don't see why, you know, you see comments and I, I observe this and some people, when they ask for advice about their situation, you got some people like, ah, just jump ship, burn the boats and do this and do that. That's always easier said than done, especially from a person who's a burn the boats type of person. And the way people change is either they get inherently fed up and sick and tired of being sick and tired, and or if you think of Star Wars, Luke Skywalker, he wasn't going to change. He wasn't going to do anything. And he wasn't going to become a Jedi. He was just going to dream about becoming a Jedi. But what happened? An inciting incident happened. What was that inciting incident? Well, his aunt and uncle died. And now people in those moments, they have two choices. They have that either drive them down and, and, and then ultimately more bad stuff happens to them because they don't use it as fuel to the fire. They actually have it set them on fire and then it hurts them along with what just happened. But some people take that inside and they use that to drive them. They use that to push them forward. They use that to fuel their engine. 
You see people all the time. If any of you have ever heard of Pat Flynn, if you're enjoying this, give some likes and love. I'd love to see comments. I'd love to see his thoughts. There's those of you on here. What are you thinking? What is going through you? What are you struggling with? What is the thing you're like, yeah, but man, you crazy person who just popped on here. For those of you who know me, fantastic. For those of you who don't, you're like, oh my God, this guy talks really fast and he's really intense, you know, and, and that's the thing. And I mean, those of you who don't know me, I mean, I started in high school I filmed over 300 weddings, and ultimately around 2010, I reached out to Tim Ferriss, the author of The 4-Hour Workweek, and I got to film for him, and within a year, I reached out to Tony Robbins. I got to film for him and, and Lewis Howes, and I've been to Sir Richard Branson's private island four times. All these crazy things happened, and so for me, what I've realized through the years, it hasn't been better cameras. It hasn't been better tactics. It hasn't – a lot of people, anybody in this group on a technical and – you know, technical skill set, talent, ability with their camera work, they all have everything to succeed. If talent were the only necessary skill set between winning and losing, succeeding and failing, making money and not making in money in business, then I wouldn't have like one guy I'm dealing with right now who's talking about being a starving artist. Part of being a starving artist is making choices every single day to starve. Right, People who have inherently unbelievable work and people drive, knocking down their doors. They don't have to even do any outreach. They don't have to do it. They're so good, people are beating down their door. At times, you still have to have a level of confidence to charge for your work. Right, There's something there that has to be present. And that's what I've seen is the shift, the unlocking. It is an action. Now, we're all different. The actions that I'm going to take are different. I'm going to jump out of the plane and build my wings on the way down. Some people, uh, <laughs> Nathaniel Phillip, appreciate it, man. What I'm talking about right now is the confidence that it takes to – I've never met too many people that are doing really well in business who aren't on some level. It doesn't mean that they don't question themselves, that they don't doubt, that they don't have challenges and difficulties. That's not what this is about. But inherently, that, that tipping point at times is a belief in oneself. Do we always have this undying, unbelievable, incredible belief? That video I showed you, for sure not. I've struggled with self-worth and self-esteem and confidence on certain levels my whole life. On a lot of levels, my work always sold itself. And so depending on how you guys are doing things, your work might not even be out there having the ability to sell itself. And so some of the people you're seeing who are quitting their job and making things happen, there's things behind the scenes that are completely and entirely left out. And sometimes we can be encouraged by people having that happen, and other times we're discouraged. And the discouragement at times happens because maybe you've been at this for years. You know, the one I saw that I said, the one in the group was saying something about, you know, I think being at it for five years, I got to watch the whole thing. I want to talk to that person to dive deeper, but how... Can one person be at something for five years, have an enormous amount of money in the bank and be scared to quit and another person doesn't have $500 saved and has been at it for six months and quits and, and starts making things happen? I have one guy I know that I'm doing coaching with right now and he's 20 years old. He's essentially moved out of his parents' house in January and he's already having $20,000 months. I can tell you right now that that person, based on when we do the behavioral profiling thing that I do with people – you can see that on Jumpstart Sessions on that. Every episode that I've done doing a one-on-one -on -one coaching session, there is an assessment that they've taken. You can go on to jumpstartsessions.net, 
hit one of the people, and then right below their video is the assessment. There's two different types of graphs. And essentially, those two different types of graphs, I'm going to pull one up here for you real quick. Um, just one second. Da-da-da-da-da. Let me pull this up. Um, Dropbox. I want to show you guys something uh, because I think that this is important to uh, important to see. So here is this. Uh, let's see here. You guys still hear me? Okay. So we're going to go in here real quick. And whoop, let me pull this back up. Where am I at? Da, 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 da. Okay, here we go. So we're going to go here and let me, let me pull up my camera. There we are. So I'm going to pull this up here for a second. And we've got the 101s. We've got the um, right here. So we'll just go. We'll go to who I just did. So you're going to be able to see for a second this graph. So you see this graph? So this graph, the red is dominance. So that's like an engine in a car. So an engine in a car, you know, if you got 500 horsepower, your car can go pretty fast. Well, that red line is an engine in a car. And if your red line is way low, then you don't have as much power in your car. Now that good or bad, right or wrong, there's, there's nothing about it being good or bad, right or wrong. The difference is, is are you a head of lettuce trying to hammer nails or are you, you know, effectively a, uh, <laughs> you know, a hammer hammering nails. And the problem is some people are imagining being like a Gary Vaynerchuk and, you know, being able to have this incredible 18 hours a day energy and work ethic and drive and their engine in their car. This red line is, you know, a, a two. And so as a byproduct, um, I feel like having uh, just joined blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, fire that away. So, so here's the thing. So if you go over, if we, if we go over here, I'm going to pull this up for a second. I want to show you that – where's my website? Uh, da, 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 da. We'll go here. So if we go to jump starters, um, I want to show you this for a second because – this is essentially what you can see when you go over here. Perfectionism is holding me back for sure. And so how do we overcome that? What is that? I mean, here's the thing that I can show you is that when it comes to perfectionism, perfectionism is something that, you know, there's a lot of different little variables. In fact, we have overcoming procrastination. But if we go over here, um, you guys can see that here is the... It's having a hard time loading while we – so here's this assessment. So every person, you can essentially see, well, what was their graph and what's this other graph look like? And then if you want to take it, there's a button right over here that says take assessment and you can take the assessment. And then you'll be able to see what your results are and then you can go listen to some of these episodes and see what I'm saying. But here's the thing I can tell you. Depending on how the person's wired, if you listen to some of these certain calls, you will see that certain people are taking very different actions than other people. And so what I know through the years is that certain personality types lean into being and doing certain things certain ways. Me? I lean in naturally to wanting to pick up the phone, to talk to people, to do these types of things. My opposite might hate how many of you really don't like having to talk on the phone. That doesn't mean you don't like talking to people. It doesn't mean you don't have friends. It just means 
if a client emails you and there's a phone number there and they were to ask you, here's what I need, how much is it, and are you available, that your natural inclination is to email them first versus call them first. What is your natural inclination if you receive an email with, are you available, how much are you, here's what we want. Is your natural inclination to pick up the phone? If there's a phone number there, is it to pick up the phone and call them? Or is it to email them back and write out this well-thought email and say, yeah, you know, congratulations, and we're available, and, and then you give them a price in that first email because you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, they said they need this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I do that, and sure, and it's $800. And so what I find is my personality style is very much inclined to pick up the phone and call them. The opposite personality is inclined to email them and not call them. You know, my thing is, if I could, I would rather meet with people in person. I would rather do these things. So there's not a right or wrong here. But I can tell you that, and there's not, whether one succeeds or loses or wins or makes money or doesn't make money has nothing to do with a personality type. It doesn't have to do with introversion or extroversion. How much you can earn I mean, Parker's a living example. He's mentioned many times and he's introverted. He mentioned many times he doesn't necessarily like talking to people. He's mentioned many times different things that he has the ability right now, though, to earn millions of dollars a year. So being introverted, not necessarily preferring to have to talk to people, not preferring to do a live like this is not preventing him from earning a lot of money. And so introversion, extroversion, these things, they have nothing to do with whether you have earning capabilities or, or anything like that. But I can tell you discipline, focus, confidence, certainty, clarity in what you're offering and what you should do and the actions you should take. These things are so important. And it's the things that I feel like, you know, I can't hit people over the head with a baseball bat enough to, to spend time doing these things because if you're struck, if you're working, if it's working well for you in business, freaking two thumbs up. That's fantastic. And if you're loving this, give some likes and love. If you have questions or thoughts, I'm definitely taking the questions or thoughts. I'm more than happy to um, I'm more than happy to to kind of rebuttal off of different things that you may have or challenges that you may be going on. Um, but I've just seen over and over again, it is not one's ability to shoot better, edit better, color grade better, have better gear, have better cameras, or any of those things. Those are not the things that are helping someone earn more or not. Now, should you have talent? Should you have skill sets? Should you be good at these things? Well, for sure. But I know plenty of people right now from just the financial level are out earning super, super talented creatives, meaning their overall work is not that great relative to this other person. So this other person, their work is unbelievable and yet they can't make much money. So, and that the other person's work isn't that great relative to the other work, but they're doing really well. And so that's what, you know, some people want to have the conversation, but one thing I learned from my buddy as well, who's spending the $4,000 a day on ads is that some people truly don't even want to take the real actions and steps because in their mind, one, they don't even consciously do this. But once I really start trying, well, what happens if I fail? Now my dream I can stay in dream state and dream about something and I've never really failed. But as soon as I actually try, then I might fail. 
And what I promise is the reality is the, anybody you look up to right now has had so many ups and downs, so many, me, I mean, Parker, anybody you look up to, anybody that you see as successful, anybody you see doing well, anybody quitting their job, there's been struggle behind the scenes. There's been, oh my God, how am I going to pay my bills? I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if I can make this happen. Should I give up? Should I quit? Should I stop? Okay, I emailed 50 people. Nobody responded to me. I went networking. I didn't get any jobs. I've been at this for two years. Should I quit? Should I give up? I really just want to do this full time. I really just want to travel. I really just want to, I really, really, really. But the difference between the people who are really, really making it happen and the ones who are really, really dreaming about it is they're taking actions that the others aren't taking. They're willing to take risks that the others aren't willing to take. They're willing to you know, put themselves out there to potentially get ridiculed. To potentially have somebody say something mean. To have somebody potentially not like you. And that hurts. Believe me. It most definitely hurts. But anybody that you're looking at, it's like if you want the safe route, then yeah, you can hide behind the scenes. You can have the job. You can be safe. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you're happy doing that, then great. The problem is, is when we dream And the dreams are killing us. If the dreams are just a dream and it's fine and you're happy, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not telling people, just quit your job and jump ship. You know, I'm not saying these things because that's what people do sometimes. Just quit your job. Oh, you know, burn the bridge. Yeah, it's easier said than done some of these things. And and, and, and so there's there's levels here. But we got to figure that out because all I want and I think all a lot of people strive for is that they think money will bring them happiness. They think the travel will bring them happiness. They think the jobs will bring them happiness. They think the better cameras will bring them more money. Like these things, what do we want at the end of the day? We want to do what we love. We want to have freedom and we want to make money doing it and we want to be happy doing it. And so all these things we do are inherently to potentially bring us happiness and thinking that something else will bring us happiness. And so the thing is, is that I've just realized through the years that we've got to match our actions to our dreams. We've got to have, and, and, and the video I showed you earlier, well, I had to do lots of actions still. It didn't mean I had inherent confidence. I'm just saying at times the difference between getting paid $500 to do something and getting paid $5,000 to do something is the confidence that you possess. Now, it's easy if potentially a client comes up to you and just says, you know, we'd like to have you do this. It's $5,000. And in your brain, you're like, wow, I've never charged more than 500 bucks. Yeah, sure. That's fine. You know, but if it's the whole, what's your budget and how much should I, you know, how much is this and all that, and you've never charged more than 500, the ability for you to get 5,000 isn't going to be the fact that your work's better. Because if that conversation has to be had, it's going to be the confidence that you have and the certainty that you have in your skill set and your ability and your confidence to charge that. And I've lacked that. And, and, and seeing that, that lack was what drove me down. And when I, the, the more and more I gained of it, the more and more I was able to earn. And then matched with passion and skill and all these other things are, are, are important. Um, but anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to breathe back here for a second. I don't know how many of you have been on the whole time. Some of you have been coming and going. If you're enjoying this, give some likes and love. Um, we've got a podcast out now, Jumpstart Sessions, where I have solo sessions like this. I have uh, inter- 
interviews that I'm going to start doing. And then uh, currently right now, I guess there's maybe like five or six one-on-one sessions released so far. I've recorded about 20 of them. And so if you're enjoying this and you'd like to do, first you can go to jumpstartsessions.net and you can, you know, like I said earlier, you can look at the other ones we've done. You can look at the assessments. You can take the assessment. And then on top of that, there's an ability to get coached on the podcast and I'll do a one-on-one session um, with you. And you can do that at jumpstartsessions.net if you'd like me to kind of go over things, you know, with you. Um, that's that's what I love. That's that's what I do here. This is my passion. My passion is to have people have breakthroughs, to be able to get to really do what they love, get paid well for it, and have the freedom that they want, and not create a you know a, a a cage you know or another job. Like, but get to really be proud of the work that you're creating, the clients that you're getting, the jobs that you're doing, and. Um, I just believe that it's it's mindset. It's truly shifts in perspective, shifts in mindset, encouragement, building up the confidence, the self-esteem, the self-worth, and the ability to take action and the right action for you. And it's so important. And like I said, I don't think it's talked about enough because most people think that it's 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 either the technical or it's the tactics. Yet I know too many people who have all the technical and all the tactics, and they know all that they need to know. They've listen to podcasts, they've read books, they have courses, you know, they've, they've consumed all this information. So at that point in time, it's potentially not the industry. There's other people earning money in it. There's other people earning great money in it. It's not the cameras you have. It's not the work that you have. It's not the tactics that you're lacking. It is truly, um, it is truly the confidence. Um, Damien, this is going to be, uh, I'm doing different ones inside a full-time filmmaker. You can watch it inside of here right now. I may start loading these uh, as well to like Facebook or YouTube as like its own little private uh, or SoundCloud with its own like, here's the full-time filmmaker lives. Um, But right now I'll have a replay. Um, But yeah, it, it is not any of those things because plenty of people possess all of that. But they're not making any money and they're not quitting their job or they can't quit their job. Or they're not getting any jobs. They're not meeting anybody. Nobody's calling them. Nobody's knocking down the door. Nobody's emailing. Nobody's doing anything. And that's not a you suck at your work situation. That's not, you don't necessarily even know what to do. Sometimes we don't know what to do. Other times we know what to do, but we're not doing it. And why is it? Maybe we lack, again, the confidence. Maybe we lack the clarity. Maybe we lack the connections. But it's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness Um, because the resources are in abundance. You're inside a full-time filmmaker. You have almost everything you could ever need to succeed right here. And that's the work I'm doing every day with the people I'm coaching. Getting them unlocked, getting them clear, building the confidence, helping them streamline exactly what's in line for them. Because that's it. And I see people, some people, they move super fast and some people don't. But that's also a personality thing. Some people got a 500 horsepower engine, but they don't, they're driving all over the place. So they're moving, but they're going in the wrong direction. And then other people got the, you know, 100 horsepower and they're kind of moving along. They might even be going straight. But they're looking at the people going like this and then, oh my God, I quit my job and I did this, but they're just still going along, you know, like this real slow. And they're like all over the place. No right or wrong, you know, but if I'm wearing, you know, Speedos in Alaska, nothing wrong with Speedos, nothing wrong with just, you know, being (laughs) free balling. 
But in Alaska with subarctic temperatures, it might be a problem to wear my Speedos, you know? And if I'm in Florida and it's 110 degrees, it might be wrong to wear a parka and really, you know, a hat and all the things to be in subarctic weather, right? There's nothing wrong with the clothing. It's just in the wrong environment. So sometimes who we are and how we're wired, nothing wrong with us. We don't need to become someone else. We don't need to change, evolve, or be like someone else. We need to be ourselves. When the monkeys are up in the trees telling you to come up there and you're a fish and you're like feeling stupid every day because you can't climb the tree, but they can't do what you can do in the water. You can't do what they can do in the trees. But when we recognize you should be in the water or you should be in a tree, it's, it's, it's very obvious. But like, here's the thing. Talk about changing behavior and things. If you're enjoying this, give some likes and love. Give me a hell yes, rock and roll. If Unless you're driving in your car, let's see. Uh, can you hear me? Hopefully, it should be. Got my phone here. Volume might be low on yours. I got my phone open here. It's definitely, uh, definitely loud. But look, very explicit. And when I get something scenario like this, it's like, it's so obvious. But it's not obvious in our real life. And so if if something happened to your arm and you were bleeding out, like, would you take no action? Would you just be like, hmm, well, it's bleeding. I guess, it's, you know, hopefully, hopefully it stops. No, of course, in that scenario, we would never just look at ourselves bleeding out and not do anything. We do something. But in life, sometimes... Again, we need those things because at times we're just kind of looking around. And we're like, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to take any action because I might annoy. I might upset. For every email I've sent that got me a Tony Robbins job or a Tim Ferriss job or these crazy things that I've been able to do in my life, there is tons of emails that either don't get responded to. Those are the majority, I would say, don't get responded to. And then there's a far, far smaller amount where somebody just is like, you're a jerk. You're a this. Leave me alone. Whatever. Like, but that takes that. It takes that sometimes. And we have to, my wife had a YouTube channel for years and it's like, she got all sorts of nasty comments from people and she just blocked them all and deleted them. And, you know, she built a thick skin to realize there's just some angry, hurt, not good people out there, but you can't take offense to it. And so, um, it's one of those things. But anyways, um, again, you can go head over to, um, jumpstartsessions.net uh, and you'll be able to get to the podcast. There's the videos here and there's little, we got show notes about what's being talked about. Um, you can listen to it everywhere and uh, you can see the assessments. I have everybody who I do a coaching call with take an assessment. These are free. These, these jumpstart sessions, if you're new here, they're totally free and you can go over here and click get coached on the podcast and then fill out the questionnaire and then we, uh, we schedule a call. And then, uh, you know, like I said, you can click take assessment and that'll, that'll allow you to see this exact, um, chart as well. So I would love to do, and you can observe those. So Johnny Ray, uh, will this be a podcast episode? You know, I battle this left and right, Johnny Ray. Um, you know, I guess probably my own level of MIA, um, you know, the reality is I got so caught up in my own head of procrastination because when everybody in this group said, is this a podcast? Do it as a podcast. I started being like, well, it'll be kind of weird if people are listening to this who aren't inside a full-time filmmaker because I'm talking about Parker and a group and a course, but I'm not providing the context because, well, none of you need the context because the reality is you're inside of this group. So you know what I'm talking about. So like I said, I may, my Jumpstart Sessions actual podcast is actual podcast. It's not live episodes and 
you know, different things where you don't know. So I'm probably going to create like a SoundCloud in the YouTubes and just upload these there. So if people want to get them all outside of Facebook Live, they can. Um, and then anybody can listen to those. And then if you want to listen to the actual ones, so hope that makes sense. Any questions, thoughts, anything else? I'm going to drink a sip of water. If you have any thoughts or questions, I mean, here's the thing. I did a survey in the group. Majority of the people in the group is like 70 to 20 identified as introvert. I don't know how many of you on this call right now, the coaching I do with people, we have this back and forth audio messages, but people who tend to be more introverted or tend to not like to talk to people tend to try to send me text messages and I push to get them to send me audios. Because if we're in this safe environment and group right now and you're not, and you're struggling to, um, and you're struggling to even make a comment and say something. Now, if I was showing you videos and you might ask me, well, how'd you shoot that? What, what computer software do you use? What camera do you use? What lens did you use? Again, that's great, but we have to overcome these things. And that's where I say it's a challenge. And if, I mean, you can send me a private message and different things. I do a thing at jumpstart my question, um, dot, uh, dot com. And you can leave a thing there. I'm getting ready to submit, um, to create a thing where you can go to my website and submit an audio. And that way you can essentially uh, submit that. And then I can use that in podcast episodes. So you can kind of talk out your question or you can type out your question. Uh, but my thing's here to serve and, and here to help. Um, that's my, my biggest thing because I know that right now this stuff is not as heavily seeked out. It's not as uh, wanted, but it's the most needed thing. Um, personal guidance and, and and mindset and coaching and support to help build up that self-esteem, that confidence, and that um, certainty in what you do. It's a game changer. And I inherently believe it more than anything in the world right now. And it's my mission to support and help the filmmakers and videographers and be one. There's a lot of coaches. There's a lot of people out there who've either never been in video production. I've been in it for 13 plus years. I've generated over $2 million in video production fees, all self-employed. Um, and so, you know, you want to learn to get somewhere, learn from somebody who, uh, really have no problem working on my craft for hours at a time. However, this is a side job for me and I work it on after, yeah, so but there's the thing, Andrew, right? So there's the interesting thing. Working on your craft for hours at a time, that's the thing that happens is sometimes and and we go through stages, Andrew. I think that's the thing. I started with a a, a I started more entrepreneurial and then I fell into creativity kind of through my dad and through some things we were doing. And then I went down that rabbit hole and I focused for the first three to five years on the technical, on my skill sets and abilities as the technician, as the camera operator, as the editor, as the glide cam guy. And that got me so far, but it got me into a lot of debt and it wasn't incre I wasn't being able to really increase my money anymore. And so my obsession went from learning how to edit and shoot and what cameras were people using and all that to my obsession became relationships and connecting and business and mastering the mind and mastering business and mastering that. And the more I did that, the more I evolved into, I loved that more than I loved the technical. And what I've helped people do through the years is where, where do you, I've known one guy for years and I've done coaching with, and I kept seeing the pattern of, he wanted to be an editor, 
but he was convinced that he had to be the whole business, that he had to shoot, he had to edit, he had to negotiate and sell the jobs and do all of that. The problem that was happening is that he really didn't love all those other things and he wasn't that good at it and wasn't getting any better at it because he was really getting much better at editing because that's where he loved. That's where he spent the most of the time. Finally, he goes, I'm betting on myself. I'm going to believe in myself. I'm declaring to the universe, I am an editor. And I kept pushing him to this decision because it's what I saw that he wanted. It's like if he didn't need money, he'd be editing. He wouldn't be out selling jobs and shooting jobs. He'd shoot some because he liked playing around the camera, but it wasn't... If he could just do one thing, he'd be editing. Finally, within doing that, within two weeks, a few different friends referred him, and he ended up with an editing position as an assistant editor on a Netflix documentary series. And he's making double the money that he had as he had a job that was unrelated to video for as long as I've known him, almost four or five years. And he made maybe ten or 15000 on the side. But he wanted – his dream was not to keep this job and do it on the side. The dream was to do video full-time. But the reality was doing video full-time and getting to edit for him meant I got to sell the job and shoot the job so I have something to edit. And when he realized that is not – like I am not obsessed with learning how to sell. There's no right or wrong here again. It's just what's right or wrong for you. What's working and not working for you. Certain things are working. Keep doing more of them. Certain things aren't. What do we need to do to fix that? So Andrew says, my problem is sitting down to work in the evening. I have trouble getting started. Any tips to get started in the evening when I'm tired? No, that's the thing. I'm getting more and more bullish about certain things, but how bad do we want something? You'd probably really get motivated if you lost your job, right? The reality is what what do you do when you get tired? You don't want what you don't your job is not painful enough that you desire this other thing enough to even though that you're tired, you go I hate this so much that this is worth me putting in the extra 4 hours because I have to, I must I need to get out of this. And I see so many people where they're comfortable. Job's not that bad, makes enough money, keeps them comfortable and certain. And so as a byproduct, they're like, well, I'm kind of worn out. And I'll get to that. It's not that big of a deal. But the person who either loses their job and now is forced to make something happen, or number two, your job is so crappy and you hate it so much that the pain of the extra stuff in the evening is essentially not as bad as staying at the job. And so that's the thing sometimes. Is there, what do you do, uh, any tips to get started in the evening? Well, you're looking at a person, I mean, I have a low level of empathy on certain levels and a high level on other levels because I'm very empathetic to people and their situations and circumstances. But I've been self-employed since high school. Like I, I haven't had a real like job outside of helping my mom clean houses in the very, very, very first like few months of my business um, after getting out of high school, like I got out of high school in 2005, I quit my job as a, at a beer distributor in September of 2005, and I started going hardcore into video um, planning, I would say more than anything, until May 1st of 2006. I opened my doors to my first building and I rented it, and uh, I was helping my mom from September to – uh, about June or July. So May 1st, we opened by June or July. I'm like, wow, you know, I earned $500 to help my mom for two weeks and I earned $500 to work two days in video. 
well, what would happen if I, the days I'm helping my mom, I dedicated to video. And the thing was, I went from 4,000 my junior year, 8,000 my senior year, 60,000 my first year out, 40,000 my second year, and 106 and 126, and I think 160, and then 275, 375, 400,000. Then things changed. I went backwards and, you know, and up and down. And so, you know, for me, the interesting thing is, is that, um, I'm a very tunnel vision type of person. So my personality very much is obviously different than yours because I, I can't stand having a job or being controlled by somebody else. Other people can tolerate. I can't tolerate it. You're obviously tolerating it. And the fact that you're lacking motivation and drive is because from a willpower standpoint, you're probably exerting a lot of mental bandwidth and energy doing something that may not be in your zone of genius. It may not be your sweet spot. You may not like it. You may not love it. You may not be passionate about it. There's a number of things that – so by the time you get home, knowing that you need to work on this other thing – you lack the drive because also based on the assessment thing, your engine line is not as high. So your drive line and your intensity and your horsepower to go, yes, I got to do this is not there. That's not a, I got a mint, you know, a hack to make that happen. Um, what did you do to move from your previous introverted nature to this more energetic version of yourself? So, Ben, I appreciate that. So the interesting thing is, is I would argue I've never been introverted. I was, I had fear and the fear was coming from looking stupid, being judged, these things. I'm an extroverted personality, except for I was afraid to do things in front of people. So that being on camera, like the video you saw, I was still fearful of doing that because I wasn't confident. So as I've identified from friends, I was never introverted on a personal one-to-one level. But if you had to put me in front of a networking meeting with 20 people in the room and stand up and go, hi, I'm Michael Gebbin. I own Geb's Total Video, da-da-da-da-da, that would give me heart failure. You know, if I was in a room with 10 people, it would give me heart failure. Like even doing the video, like I didn't like that. I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't confident in my own skin. But if I just talked to a person one-on-one, I, I had levels of passion because I've been told by many people who knew me through the years, I've always talked a lot. I've always been very passionate. I've always been very interactive. But the thing I just said to Andrew is what happened to me. In 2010, I that year I think we did almost $160,000. So money wasn't horrible, right? But here's what happened. I was nine months behind delivering all the extra wedding videos to people. I was busy every day of the week. The girl I'm currently married to, we had separated. Personally, things were in shambles with different things and relationships. I was just, I was a mess. And I was so overwhelmed and so stressed and, and, and it was just not a good time. And I said, I didn't get into business to be in this state. This sucks. Half the jobs we do, like, not that excited about like there's certain things i'm excited about the main thing i was excited about were my wedding same day edits that was it almost everything else i did we did film transfers to dvd we did all these things it took up 80 percent of my time was spent on things that didn't hardly make me any money and 20 percent of my time was spent on things that made me uh, a lot of money and that was the weddings but I'm spending all this time on other things I'm, I'm 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 working on lots of things that just don't matter i'm not excited but they're paying me money And so what happened was I literally, what we're talking about, I got so sick and tired of being sick and tired and I couldn't take, I was like, I'm going to give up. And and there was a level of like, 
what do I really have to lose? Because right now, who cares if I lose this? This sucks. Like That's literally how I felt. It was like, this sucks. If I lose it, the worst thing I'm going to have is what I thought all the way back in 2005. Give me one year, and if it doesn't work out, who cares? And here's the thing. I said, if it doesn't work out, who cares? Okay, great. So I went all in on my video business, and it took off. And I didn't have to go back to college. I thought, well, the worst thing that happens is I get a job, or I go back to school, or I move in with my parents' house, whatever. But any of that is better than a, a, a couple chewing me out. You know, I'm, I'm almost getting actually emotional kind of think about it because I, I, the feelings are very intense today. There's been some things that have happened and calls and sending people audios and I hate seeing people struggle and I hate seeing people go through the pain. I hate seeing people not happy. I have this thing inherently that I just love seeing people get to do what they love. And you know, right now I'm doing something that I absolutely love and I lacked the confidence in it for a long time. But back in that day, the shift was just in it. It's like it was in an instant. And then I started to adopt that moving forward. And like right now, I've been a little bit more passive with people with like, yeah, oh, the mindset's, oh, you know, I offer coaching if you need help, it's fine. Now it's like, no, like people need this. People are floundering around and confused and stuck and stressed. Not everybody, not everybody for sure, but there's plenty of people. I see it in the group every day. There are all sorts of people in this group who are, who are struggling to get jobs. They're not confident in selling. There are all these things. And like, what's going on? They got the course. They got people in the group. It's not necessarily changing things. They're really skilled. And that skill is sometimes translating to quitting jobs and making things happen for sure. Well, there's plenty of people who are, are struggling with that. So I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I started changing my actions and behaviors. And I started talking to couples and saying, when they told me, wouldn't it be better if you had more than two hours? I'm like, maybe other people, it would be better. No, I wasn't. I'm very intense right now. When I talked to couples, I wasn't, you know, Adam. But here's the thing. I would talk to him and I'd be like, well, you know, other people, you know, would probably make a better video if they have more than, you know, two hours to do it. But the videos I've made through the years, I can promise you that the best video I make is when I'm under pressure and I have a same day at it. It's the best videos I make. And so for me, it was this kind of take it or leave it. This is how, if you like the work that you see, if you like me, you want the work that you see, I make that through a same day at it. I'm not going to change and be somebody I'm not. And that's what started happening. I started saying no to things. I started being very, because again, I, I had nothing, even though I had everything to lose at that point in time, from a relationship standpoint, a buddy had passed away, like all these different things. I'm like, who cares? Who cares? At least I could maybe get my life back. And that's where I became, I made the shift. So although something crazy didn't happen, I made the shift, and so I was already had great work. People wanted to book. That's why I was, I was in demand. I was getting asked to speak at events, but I was still a mess internally and personally, not necessarily professionally, but I, there's just something that came over me, and then inch by inch from reaching out to Tim Ferriss, these things, I just gained more and more confidence. Remember, the one video that you're seeing there was 18 years old, 24 years old. The other one was 28. So you're talking about 2011, right? I think right after I got the Tim Ferriss thing, I recorded, it was, I think January 1st, New Year's, is when I'm in that black that brick background room. And that was the one that I, um, January 2011. So I just filmed Tim Ferriss. By the time you see me, 
in 2000 and basically, I think it was 13 or 14 when I was 28, I had filmed for Richard Branson. I had been to his island. I had been doing a year's worth of YouTube videos like the one you saw there. I had worked for Tony Robbins. I had done these things. I had hired an employee. We had earned a ton of money. All these things had happened that by the time you see that final stage of me in that video, there was four more years prior to that of building that up, being on camera. Like I have recorded literally over just on Facebook Live, not other lives and things I've done through other softwares, Facebook Live alone recorded over 100 plus hours. I've done like 25 hours just in full-time filmmaker. You can search my name. There's a whole bunch of them in here. Um, So how do I get more confident? How do I take the introverted self to the extroverted? I've taken lots of what I talk about. M-I-A, massive imperfect action. If you want, uh, you can go to, if you want to know bigger story, about um, everything, you can go over here to takemia.com and there is a uh, audiobook there and you can download that for free. That kind of takes my progression from like high school up to like 2016. Um, and that's something that you can, uh, you can listen to there and I'm going to send um, an audio or a link in here. You can also take that assessment I was mentioning earlier on this page. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, these things take time. So massive and perfect action is this idea that like the people I've seen get the greatest results, they take action. Um, so no way you're back and I missed it. Anyone watching this right now, check out all his platforms. This guy's one heck of a motivator. He's helped me gain clarity. Awesome, Tristan. I appreciate that, brother. I do feel comfortable in my current job, which I hate, but fearful to go full-time into filmmaking. For some reason, I keep putting it off. I think it's fear of failure. Yeah, for sure, right? But you said which you hate, but you don't hate it enough. I mean, most people who are keeping their jobs, like the one guy who posted in the group who I think has, I think in his YouTube video, I have to watch it, but I think he said he has $500,000 net worth. He has $500,000 in the bank, and yet he's not quitting his job because of fear. I mean, he's not stupid with money. He's very intelligent with money. The likelihood that guy's going to have any problems is highly unlikely. But it's fear. Fear of what? Well, everybody, I mean, you can dig into what that fear really is. um, But when you have things to lose, that's a problem. You know, when people don't have anything to lose, like I was mentioning there, then there's a higher level of, well, what difference does it make? Right? What difference does it make? And what you'll see that I've studied through the behaviors of people who've become billionaires and been bankrupt in these things is they failed doing what they thought would make them money and being miserable at it. So when they made their billions or they did really well or they took off when they hadn't taken off in the past, it's because they said, I failed doing what I didn't like. So by God, I already know what failure looks like. I'm going to at least do what I love. And one of my biggest things to get people to win and succeed is if you align, if you don't want to do weddings, then by God, do not do them. I'm very confident in the fact that now people do not succeed on high levels doing stuff that if I gave you a bunch of money right now, you'd stop doing in an instant. Yet people will think, well, you know, I got to do all these different things. And weddings are the easiest thing. They're the easiest thing if you want to do them. They're the hardest thing if you don't. Because how much action will you take towards something you don't really want? I don't know about you, but I don't take massive amounts of action towards goals that at the end of the day, if I didn't need to do that, I wouldn't ever do it. 
Now, some people, they love weddings and they really, really, really want to do weddings. I have met these people. I did it in the beginning half of my career. I loved it. And I won big because of it. I see it all the time. Like varying levels of passion have and cool, uh, connect with the varying levels of winning. Now, because a lot of people sometimes are taking action and they're doing things. But again, you might be passionate about filmmaking. If you're enjoying this, give us some likes and love. If you have questions, I'll stay on for another five to 10 minutes. If there's any questions or thoughts or rebuttals, again, if you want to go, I put it on there, you know, takemia.com. You can listen to the audiobook. If you want to go to Jumpstart Sessions, check it out. I do one-on-one coaching sessions um, with people. You can listen to those. You can see the assessment results from other people. You can take the assessment on there. You can click get coached on the podcast. You fill out a really simple questionnaire and then we schedule the call and we rock it out. So, um, but, uh, wow. <laughs> Everybody is like, all these people have been on and like half of you sit in silence. It's always so funny. You know, I, I, I love it. So hopefully it's been helpful. If it's been helpful, let me know. I love to know, you know, n- there's nothing I love more than, you know, having somebody have a breakthrough, hearing about it and, and, and doing this. Like this work is so important to me. Um, from the standpoint of all the kind of trials and tribulations and ups and downs and relationships that I've hurt and, you know, things that have happened as a byproduct of not having my mindset right and not being confident, not being clear, not being passionate about what I'm doing. And so doing work that life's too short to, to do things that you just don't love and you're not passionate about. And there's lots of ways to make money. The easiest way to make money is the thing you're most passionate about. The hardest way to make money is somebody like me telling you to do something that you don't want to do, but you think you got to do it because I tell you you should. I don't see too many people making lots of money or doing really well or quitting their jobs doing shit they hate. Keep your job. (laughs) At least they pay you without, you know, a job at least allows you to get paid every week and every month as long as you show up. If you're self-employed, by God, There's not just people telling you what to do and sitting there uh, paying you regardless of doing anything. And that's what a lot of people who aren't great at earning money are so afraid of because your skill sets do not match earning money, right? So right now your job, they tell you what to do. They tell you when to do it. They tell you where to go. They tell you when to show up, when to leave. They tell you, we'll pay you every two weeks. We'll give you this money. You now have certainty. You now have this clarity. If you're enjoying this, give some likes and love. Um... Um, and, and so, um, when you're self-employed, you lose all that. You lose a team. If you, if you worked at a job, you probably have a team of people around you. So you might be in your sweet spot at your job. Now, when you have self-employment, you have to do everything. Like when we talk about what's the fear, well, the fear is, is unknown. The fear is, will I make it? The fear of failure, the fear of success, the fear of, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what steps to take. I don't know how to get jobs. I don't know how to talk to people. I don't know how to sell. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And the lack of clarity will keep you at the safe, secure, certain job that at least, you know, if you show up and do your job, you get paid. But if I go out on my own, will I get paid? Will I run out of money? How many months will pass where I don't make any money? And now what am I going to do? Now I got to get my job. Well, now I'm a failure. Who the hell wants to be a failure? But the reality is for me, I'm not, I don't look at it as failing. I look at it as learning. I heard Sarah Blakely who uh, owns uh, Spanx. Her father said, what did you fail at today? What did you make a mistake? He wanted her to learn and grow and make mistakes because that builds thick skin. That allows you to have this resilience that no matter what happens, you'll get through it. So 
What do we got here? If you're enjoying it, give some likes and love. If you have any questions or thoughts, um, I think you say Oriole. I don't know. Do you have tips on how to manage a to-do list? Yeah, what is the most important thing you need to do? Too many times, and I found this with myself, we have way too many things and most of it doesn't matter. What are the activities that matter most that are gonna move the needle in your business? What I recognize right now, if I'm not doing a live, like with my coaching side of my business, if I'm not doing a live, if I'm not doing a one-on-one call, if somebody's not doing a trial of my uh, coach in your pocket, you know, coaching you know, service that I offer. If people aren't doing that, I don't make money. In video, if I'm not out shooting a video for a potential client, if I'm not talking to a potential client, I'm not earning money. Like me sitting at home, learning, listening, watching, thinking, like not interacting with anybody, not putting myself out there. Like these things do not earn me any money. And so on a to-do list, and that's where I like personalized custom support. I mean, Eric, you did the trial. I mean, this is what you would ask me because it'd be a lot easier to interact back and forth You know, when you had done that to go, well, what's on your to-do list, right? We got to see the to-do list, what's on the to-do list, question that to-do list, eliminate things off the to-do list, figure out where to focus, and now, boom, that's how we're going to make things happen. That's how we're going to get things done because you know, to-do lists can be very important, but they can also be very distracting and very discouraging because now there's essentially... This long list of things to do, you can't get through half of them, so you, you're like, oh, crap, now I'll take that on to the next day. Now there's more things to do, and now it's like this pile of stuff that you can't get done, and now you're more overwhelmed and you know, stressed out than you were before. And so, you know, for me, I mean, to do, like, certain things I can check off are, are good, but I still need what matters most. I don't want to just pile up all this stuff. Some things are important today, but they're not important in a week. So therefore, it doesn't really matter if it gets done. You know, there's a lot of things that aren't as important as we may think that they are. So that's where one of those things, this is an example from Eric, that question, it's very hard for me to just, I'm a, the way I coach, the way I help, the way I do things for people is I'm very different from most because I don't believe that everything's just, how do I do something with a to-do list? All right, let me give you every way I can think about doing something with a to-do list that, I mean, to-do list is not the, the reason why you'll win or lose in business, right? How, how you manage the to-do list. Now, somebody who's great and sells to-do list, you know, services is going to be like to-do list. That's how you're going to, you know, make or break your success in life. And, you know, I inherently believe that. But again, like I've talked, people at times have all the knowledge they need but it's the actions they're taking. It's the confidence that they have. It's the fear of failing. It's the lack of belief, the lack of self-worth, the lack of all these things. It's the lack. It's not the abundance. We have an abundance of information. We have an abundance of tactics. We have an abundance. There's articles. You could read 50 different articles on how to manage a to-do list. I am not an expert to-do list person. And like I said, that is why there's that information is out there in abundance. But that's not is what is the difference between making that happen. So if you're enjoying this, give some likes and love. Casey, what's up, girl? How are you doing? I had that today with a too long of a to-do list. Yeah. Brandon, thanks for being on. Eric, Andrew, Tristan, Ben, Alfin, Johnny, Damien, Char, Derek, Alex, Luke, Nathaniel, Mustafa. That's an awesome name. So I hope you're enjoying this. There's a bunch of you on here. I'm going to share a video with you again if you guys haven't seen it um, so you can see what you're seeing today in case you're new. If you're new here, let me know you're new and you're listening for the first time. If you've listened to before, let me know in the comments. Leave a comment. Give some likes and love. Super having a great time and uh, we'll go from there.
In 10 years, I hope to uh, have a very successful business um, with my video production stuff. Um, as you can tell, I'm not the actor. <laughs> not at all. Um, I, I like to be behind the camera in front of this, you know, putting stuff together. An amazing 2011. I started with nothing, and um, I've just surrounded myself with really good people. And, you know, anything's possible. I'm kind of goofy and uh, kind of awkward in front of the camera, because, again, I like to be behind it. Hey everybody, it's Michael Gavin here, and I'm super excited to be with you on Wednesday. We're going to do this video in 60 seconds or less. Thank you very much. Just kidding. All right, let's go at it. So I am fired up. Find what you're passionate about, but keep trying. Even in my trying to find what lights me up, I keep failing. I keep doing things. I keep trying so I can find that thing. Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> there you go. Behind the scenes, baby. Behind the scenes. All right. So, appreciate it. So, some of you are, uh, some of you are for sure new on here. And um, if you have any final questions, uh, let me know. Like I said, you can go on over to uh, either the takemi.com. You can take that assessment that I was mentioning. Um, or if you go over to um, jumpstarters.net, I'm going to share that link again. For those of you who haven't seen it on uh, on iTunes, we've got uh, the podcast here, and on the website on JumpstartSessions.net, you can get to all the episodes. You can see um, the assessments. There's show notes. Um, you can download it everywhere. You can take the assessment. You can do get coached on the podcast. This is an example of uh, you know what that looks like, and so you can do that. You can do uh, a coaching session. If you want me to interact with you personally, that's what I love to do. Like I said, head on over to jumpstartsessions.net. Um, follow me on Facebook. You can add me as a friend, but uh, this is what I do. This is what I love. I mean, I love coaching and supporting and mentoring and, and, and encouraging and, and really jumpstarting uh, filmmakers and videographers to be able to do more of what they love, make more money, have more freedom, you know, potentially quit that job, you know, whatever it is, but really finding that sweet spot. When you find that sweet spot, you're freaking unstoppable. I mean, I really, I really, really believe that. And I don't think there's enough, um, um, I don't really think that there's enough of that out there. There's too much of figure it out on your own. Good luck. And I mean, plenty of people can do that. I mean, but sometimes that only takes you so far. And I mean, for me, it's, it's having the support, having the encouragement, having the help, having that little nuance, right? A lot of you have all of the, yeah, if you're, if you're enjoying it, give some likes, love the yeah, Casey. Thanks for that. Um, but you know, it, it is these little bitty shifts. I mean, just like in that video, the, the shift in confidence makes all the difference, but you guys can have all the ingredients, but if any of you cook, which I don't cook too much, but a few things I can cook, I'm good at making tacos, but you know, just imagine if you put too much in of an ingredient, too little, you cook it for, you cook it at 350 and it's supposed to be 15 minutes, but you leave it in for 25. Now it's scorched. Like this is the nuance of cooking. You know, you can take a cup and rocks and sand. And if you pour it to the top, the glass or the cup with, with sand, and then you try to get the rocks in, it's really difficult. But if you put the rocks in first, the sand will go in around it. And so that's my goal and my main, 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 main focus when I'm coaching and working with people one-on-one -on -one, um, is what is that right ingredients for you? What's that right balance? What are we cooking the temperature at for you? 
Not for anybody else because you need to be at 350 for 20 minutes and somebody else needs to be at 400 for an hour, right? It just depends. Somebody likes a lot of salt. Some people don't like as much, but that's the difference. That is the difference. It's not in the caliber. There's a law of diminishing returns when it comes to people's work. There are people, again, I've said before, there's people's work right now who is incredible and people's who is not. And the person who's incredible is earning less from a financial level than the other person whose work is not that great because it's not the work. If, if you had Tiger Woods golf clubs, you wouldn't golf like Tiger Woods. If you bought the camera off of Parker, you wouldn't shoot like Parker, right? These things are not the things that move the needle. They help. They're important. I'm not telling anybody you should shoot like crap. I'm not telling anybody you should not be a good editor. That is not what I am saying. What I'm saying is you reach a point in time where the difference between you succeeding, losing, failing, making money, quitting your job, and these things is not how much better you can become at editing your shooting. How many people have four master's degrees, they're out in the workforce for six months, can't get a job, so they go back to school? It ain't the degree. It ain't more learning. I mean, it can hurt, it can be whatever, but I'm telling you that ain't the problem, you know? And so, you know, that's the thing. And um, anyways, 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 um, I'm just, I'm so, 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 uh, so hardcore. I'm going to show, I don't know if that's loaded up. Um. When I found out Michael Gebbin was having a live event, I knew I had to be there. I joined Jumpstarters because of Michael's infectious energy. He has such a larger-than-life personality, and it's not just for show on the internet. It's real. Once you speak to him in person, it's a whole game-changer. If you're a creative entrepreneur, if you have that need to do something outside the box, create things that serve people, that help people. You can't do it alone. You need a supportive group behind you. You need inspiration. You need something to push you. And that's what I found in Jumpstarters. Prior to this experience at Jumpstarter, I felt directionless. Career-wise, I just didn't know what direction I was going in. So I've essentially been lost. I had been lost for like 10 years and today is like the first day where actually I can say that like this confusion feels like it's like clearing up for me. Jumpstarters is for anybody who wants to improve their lives, improve their businesses, improve their work life, their relationships. It's just a positive force. It's not just jumpstarting my business. It's jumpstarting my life. It's been amazing to meet other jumpstarters in person, share our stories, share our struggles, and figure out how we can best help each other out. I have had the pleasure of being introduced to several dozen new friends today. I know are going to change my life. He far exceeded my every expectation. And he was saying to me, stop these behaviors.
All right. There's behind the scenes again. Rock and roll. Okay. So that was an event that we hold called the Jumpstarters Experience. I didn't have the right video and I needed to get a drink of water and stuff. Um, anyways, so Ben left some comments. Yeah. And that's, I mean, this is, I just love interacting with people in person and one-on-one and doing these things. Like Ben, the number one thing that you, you know you, you definitely need to do, Ben, is uh, also go to jumpstartsessions.net. We need to do it a call together. Because um, you said, Ben says, when you're near the start of your film career, what do you do when you just sit there and don't know what the heck to go and film? Like, I'm full of creativity, but I find myself not getting um, out there to film because of perfectionism or something. Well, what do I even film? Like some kind of cop-out, if I'm being honest. And said, I've already got a couple projects under my belt, and I'm proud – of it, but if it's it's for my own idea that I struggle to go to uh, for me, so I have to stop editing. I can do much better financially if I free up my time. Yeah, so okay, I love it. We're only an hour in, and questions come. <laughs> Look at that! It just takes time to warm people up, man. It just takes you know, it takes an hour and ten minutes to get some questions turning in. All right, so um. Um, yeah, so Ben, I, 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 here's the thing again, it's, do you have any idea what do you want to do? Like you're sitting here, I don't know what to do. So, you know, for me, once I, I mean, you're in this group, you're inspired by some type of projects and some type of work that you want to create. And I don't know what you've done. You know, what I would ask is there a dream type of projects or dream type of clients and dream kind of work that you'd like to do? Because the thing is, is that I don't know if perfectionism is preventing you from leaving and going to shoot something. Um, What may be preventing you, I mean, I don't know what, whether you have a job right now. This is where, this is what's always so hard. I love for people to leave questions, but this is why I do uh, the, the coaching that I do, the coach in your pocket service. And I do the jumpstart sessions podcast because I get to interact and I like to interact because there's a million things I want to ask you. And that's what can really help dig into your specific situation and figure out what levers we need to press for you so that the best advice can be given because the advice for you might be different from hope I'm saying it right. Oriel or, um, you know, Eric. And so, you know, when at one point in time, my website had like 10 or 12 videos on it. And like almost if there was 10, there was eight of them. that were all free projects. And those are where the videos that quote unquote jump started me. My, it was actually my, my free to fee work. I mean, I, Parker coined the term free to fee. I've been doing free since 2006 strategically. And that's, what's allowed me to grow my business and get work. You know, if you're not a one trick pony, you can strategically use free work to do something that you love, to create some work you're proud of, to create something. If somebody saw it, you'd be like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm so excited to get to do that again. And that can move the needle that can start to open the doors that can start to build relationships by just being able to, to do that free work. And it's, it, it's then not being what I talk about is the subway model. The subway model is you walk into subway, nobody goes into subway and goes, Hey, whatever the heck server, you know, you're called, you know, nobody goes in there and says, you make me whatever sandwich that you want today. I trust you. You're great at making sandwiches. No, heck half the time I go in, there's a different person every day. And then on top of that, subway's just not the kind of restaurant where you just let the person cook whatever they want and you'll just eat it. I'll go in and get what I want. 
I tell them what I want. I tell them how to cook it. I tell them what to put on it. I, they don't, don't put onions on it. And I don't like onions. And I go, well, yeah, you leave the onions on there. No, I go, I didn't want onions. Take the onions off. And so the thing is, is that um, I, uh, you want to become not Subway. You don't want every client in every situation to come and just force feed down their, your throat what they want against either your better judgment. Again, this is where confidence comes in. If you're not confident, somebody will come in and say, I want this cheesy commercial. Can you make it? And because you have the competence and the capabilities and the skill sets and the talent and the cameras and the gear, and they'll give you $1,500, you'll go, sure, absolutely. I'll make, in your mind, you're going, sure, absolutely. I'll make that really cheesy, horrible video. that's going to suck and I'm going to hate making, but at least I get to run my cameras and make money. And it's like, versus you knowing that this other style of video might serve them better and be better for them. And this is what you stand for. And this is the kind of work. That's that transition for me. I've been there. I for sure was Subway. But that was part of the shift is becoming that person. And a lot of that helped me by doing free work. That was some of the stuff that allowed me to become more confident, to not be, um, subway and do the kind of things I was proud of. And then people saw that and they wanted that. And there was this kind of domino effect that allowed me to do more and more work where, you know, I got very confident and like as a whole, I wouldn't even do work that I wasn't like either didn't want to do, or we weren't great at. If it was something that my company wasn't great at, I would be confident in telling them, well, if you really, really want that or think you need that, let me explain what we do and what we're great at. And this is how we do it. And this is who we've done it for and da, 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 da. But if that's still what you really want, then we're probably not the right fit. Uh, but that took time to build up that confidence. So I love many docs that really tell people stories, what struggles they've gone through and how they've overcome really deep. I'm a great position where my existing business as a web developer earns me great passive income. So I don't have turn dollars from this. Yeah. So that's great. So Ben, you're in this unbelievable situation to not need money. Needy is repulsive. When you're needy, you repel, whether that's personally or professionally. So your ability to just start to go out there and just, you know, you might have web clients right now that you could go tell their story. Like there's relationships you may have. I don't know if you're married or dating or you have brothers, sisters, grandparents, friends, family, whomever that you could, restaurants, whatever it is that you want to tell the story, who can you find that you can do exactly what you want to do, offer it up to do it for them and use that as an example to leverage, to either get paid work or to showcase or whatever. That's really, on some levels, it doesn't get any more um, complicated than that. But it does, right? There's nuance to this, but I would love to to have a conversation with you and dig into this and see see what we could do. Because, I mean, again, people who don't need money and need to earn, because when you're needy, you'll sometimes take anything you can get. When you don't need it, you're in a great position to do anything you want. And so once we get you into action and get you unclear and unfocused and get you focused and clear and what things you should work on and what are the right activities for you so that you're not wasting time and wasting energy or that you're just not procrastinating. Um, that'll be the powerful thing. So, um, and Ariel said the thing about the editing. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, finding somebody you trust, I mean, depending on how you're wired, I mean, getting an editor is a great thing because some people aren't all, um, that they're not, they shouldn't be doing that necessarily. And it's, it's, 
you might be better at getting business or you might be better at shooting. You might like shooting more. You might like getting business more. You might like selling more these kind of things. And so editing will waste a lot of time because when you're doing that, you're not necessarily relationship building. You're not connecting. You're not shooting. You're not selling. You're not doing anything. So, um, anyways, I'm a jet off here. It's been great today. I highly, highly suggest that Ben and a few of you go on over to jumpstartsessions.net. There's a thing, get coached on the podcast. It's free. As long as it can be a podcast episode, you can fill out the questionnaire. It'll let you schedule a call. You take the assessment. We schedule a call. We come. We rock it out. Um, you can listen to the other episodes. It'd be great if you could you know, um, check that out because I, I think it's a it's very different kind of podcast for filmmakers and videographers than anything else that's out there. Um, cause you're getting kind of see me interact with different people. And if you go to the website, you can see the assessments of those people that I'm talking to. And once you take the assessment, you'll be able to compare your results to the other people I'm talking to. So you can be like, Oh wow, I'm like this one. And you can listen to that one's call even potentially. Um, and so, uh, I think honestly not needing the income is what paralyzed because it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what we got to talk about, man. The more clear, yeah, that's the other thing we were talking about earlier, right? I'm the kind of person that, you know, when you you don't need the money, you can become lazy. You can become like, I don't need to do this. Or you're like, ah, I've worked. I'm kind of tired. I want to mess with it. I'd rather go golfing. I'd rather go movie. I'd rather do Like there's other things that are clear and they're just easy. And then you can just go do that versus like the endless possibilities, the not need to make money. So the indecision is paralyzing you having paralysis by analysis. You analyze, if you're a web developer, you're still probably uh, an analytical person. So being very analytical is, is causing you to overthink everything. You're calling it perfectionism. That's probably great for the website stuff because at least, you know, the website works, et cetera, et cetera. So guys, check all that out. And, um, uh, yeah, so Rock and roll, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, give some likes and love. I'd love to hear any thoughts, any breakthroughs, anything you had on here today. Um, and I look forward to hopefully doing a, a jumpstart session with you, hearing what you say about some of the, the podcast episodes. I'm going to get on here more. And uh, if you have any questions or anything behind the scenes, please add me on Facebook. Send me a message. Let me know. I'll, I'll probably reach out to some of you and uh, get, the, get the conversation going. So rock and roll, my friends. Have a fantastic, super amazing evening. This has been a blast today. And uh, it's good to be back and get back in the groove here. So rock and roll. We'll talk soon. Take care.